0: you never know what you're going to get on a wednesday and today we're going to get the doc tim o'connor and bronte newenberg tim how are you mate hello mate
1: good to be on and um looking forward to giving a, a few diagnoses through the next uh,
0: 10 to 15 minutes my <laughs> friend oh well played well played <laughs> i like it bronte how are you
2: i'm very good thank you how are you
0: i'm excellent uh now, let's get stuck into it. I want to go through the six fast track 1,200 metre races tonight. We haven't given them much love over the last sort of few times i have been on at Geelong and at uh, Ballarat, etc. But I thought it'd be good to get back into it. And there's no doubt that leading's an important part of harness racing. And I think the shorter the races are run, the more important it becomes. So, Bronny, from you, I'm going to get... Who's going to lead in every race? And Tim, we're going to get every winner. So, no pressure on either of you. Uh, I think race one, Bronte, I haven't set you that hard a task here. Uh, it's for the, uh, well, they're, they're lower level sort of horses, I suppose, throughout these six races. But there's one horse here that is historically got great gate speed.
2: Are you referring to El Boston? Yeah. See, I don't know if it will cross uh, Bonacan, though. A- <laughs> Yeah, okay. I think Bonacan will get to the... Blissful Lily actually has enough gate speed to keep her toes there if she wanted to.
0: So you think... Bonacan,
2: Bonacan, I think... I don't think Blissful Lily wants to stay in the fight, knowing that El Boston's going to think it can lead. So I think Bonacan will get the front. I can't see it then handing up to El Boston. Now, El Boston will get a half length in front of all of them, but I don't know if it will crop.
0: Uh, Chris Alford is going to be pretty aggressive I would have thought do you factor in drivers here Taylor Ford I may hand up to Chris Alford he might try and bully her a little bit
2: yeah you're right you're right Um, there's also the factor of I think the eight horses a bit mad as well
0: yeah uh, Carlisle Cruiser
2: yeah so I feel like it's going to even if Jordan Leenam wants to go back I don't know if it's going back
0: yeah okay Tim (laughs) what do you make of that mate and when that happens, as important as leading can be, if there's multiple versions of who's going to lead and if they go to war, then your eyes start looking at who is going to go back. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I agree with Bronte here. I actually thought the same thing. I thought Bonacan uh, would be right up there in the early battle. Al Boston, it's not often I would say that he would be led by any horse in a race. He is so fast, out, I actually, um, you know, I've, I've tipped him and backed him in a 1200 metre race before, not based on ability, but for the fact that. He was just going to lead, and I thought he might be able to hang on. Um, not sure he can on this occasion, but I do think there'll be just crazy speed here. I actually messaged Andy Gath last night and said the same thing. I think there's just going to be that much speed on here that something from the back might be able to win this race. I don't think Carlisle Cruiser's a fantastic horse, but I think he's the most likely winner here. So I'm going to tip Carlisle Cruiser to win, Toby. Uh, he's a favourite at 230, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're someone that likes a ruffie. I thought Valiente was going good, and it was a really good win last start for Georgia Haywood. That's at around $12. And um, I could maybe entertain a dollar each way on Bonacan at $19, just for the fact that, look, he's gone terrible his last couple out in front, but this is a much shorter assignment. So I'm tipping Carlisle Cruz at a win, but um, if you're not interested in 230, don't be afraid to have something on number nine, Valiente, and even number two, Bonacan.
0: Race is at 6 o'clock, so uh, I'm not sure about 2.30. Texting on the fake text from Jason asking about Superbon. For Mr. Bonington. Uh, I might (laughs) might get Bronte's
1: thoughts there, but um, I thought he was some sort of winning hope. The barrier draw is not ideal. He was a good winner two starts ago, but didn't love his effort last time out when he ran fifth.
0: He's a go-back horse, isn't he, Bronte? Superbon.
2: I think it's One's one of those horses where you have to let it do what it wants. I remember it in Queensland when it used to be there, and I think mm-hmm. most drivers ended up handing up the reins and wanting someone else to drive because it was a bit scary.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I think Al just...
1: Boston might fall into that category as well. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's very mad, that horse.
0: I don't know about very mad. That's a bit harsh um, on El Boston. Extremely mad. If, he, if he's listening. Race Race two is an up to 50 preferential barrier draw lifetime wins and um how do you pronounce number two here bronte i'm rowdy i'm tipping you not but anyway uh thanks thanks who's 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 gonna lead this race bronte i'm rowdy it will will it okay
2: well the the, the one horse doesn't have much gate speed on sulky app so unless it improves three lengths it Will be crossed by um, Rowdy, and then there is no horse that's a full length faster than it. So I don't know if there's, it will take cover, but it will be the first to the fence, in my opinion.
0: It. What about Cherokee Jack? Where's it gonna lob?
2: It doesn't have the best gate speed. If it, it just depends if the, whoever finds the fence first. Who so I think I'm rowdy. If it wants to hand up.
0: Her, I think Hey Go You Good Thing may go forward with James Herbertson. I don't have any inside information on this, if anyone is listening and wondering. I, I don't know at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if... <laughs> You're if, so convincing. Yeah, I don't. So, I, But I wouldn't be surprised if Herbie pushed forward here on Hey Go You Good Thing.
2: It does have the best gate speed in this race, but it's only about half a length better than Am Rowdy. So, I mean, like back to my comment before, uh, it's up to the driver intention of Blake Pace.
0: Yeah, okay. Tim, who wins the race? Darren Carroll's ticked Cherokee Jack with uh, Gareth Hall earlier today.
1: Oh, Has he has, has one of his best? or yeah. Obviously it is. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, um, that gives me a lot of confidence because I've made uh, Cherokee Jack my best of the night too. Don't think – well, not convinced he'll find the front, <coughs> but I just think he's going clearly the best of any horse in this race. Um, his last two wins, <coughs> pardon me, at Mildura have been very, very good. He has led on both those occasions from, from wide gates, four and five. And his win at our at prior to that back in uh, well, mid-October was really good as well. He, he's won them by big margins. I just think he's clearly going the best. And on a night, um, you know, a tricky sort of night to get too confident about many, I thought he was the clear best bet. So I think Cherokee Jack will be winning at around uh, $2. I think he'll start a firm favourite too, Toby. So race two, number seven, Cherokee Jack, the best of the night.
0: Wow. Hey, go, you good thing. Good luck to Patrick Tompkins. I'd be
1: very, I will say that uh, if I was to be beaten by Hey, go, you good thing, I'd be still very, very happy for the overall result because he's a friend of many and it'd be great to see Pat get his first win as a trainer.
0: It certainly would be. Uh, Race three, uh, up to 85. So we've got some much better horses in this and a lot more exposed form, Bronte. Who's going to lead the third tonight?
2: Oh, you know what I've written? I've written in my notes, I've written Uralista and then in brackets, I've written uncomfortably. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like it has enough gate speed if it wants to to keep its feet there and push up, but oh, I'm not gonna, it's not going to be pretty. I would love an a Chevy has significantly more gate speed and hit the road jack, but not a full length better than Uralista. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Leilani really hits the button here and tries to cross Lister, though, Bronte. I
2: feel like I, I, I want love and I want to see Love and a Chevy win this race. It's the old horse that got bitten by the snake, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yep, that's correct. Him.
2: Yeah, yep. and I feel like this would really suit him. I, I feel like he could get the front. He's gonna. That's why I said it's not going to be pretty. I, I feel like the two of them could really try to both hold the front and obviously Jackie's going to be the one on the fence with the benefit of the draw.
0: I might come back to you on that point, uh, Bronte, but Tim, can Lavin Chevy win the race?
1: Um, hard to tip him, isn't it? I mean, he hasn't beaten a, no? a, single, a single, well, it is for me, it's, uh, he hasn't beaten a single horse <laughs> <laughs> home in his last four runs um, and he beat one home prior to that. Uh, I actually think he's another really good bet in this race and I've made it the next best uh, for tonight's cut. I think Melanion uh, I'd love that first up performance at Cranbourne, ran fourth, hit the line really hard, the best closing splits of the race, 55.43 last half home. That was his individual time. And, um, yeah, a bit of speed on here would be sensational and he could just uh, be the one sweeping over the top. So I don't love to be tipping horses and aren't leading or finding the pegs here, Toby, but, um, yeah, I, I keep was really it. impressed. I know, I keep doing it. And it has been my downfall in the past, but... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Melanion to win this race. And he's a backable price. I think he was 310 uh, or 320 at last look. So, yeah, pretty keen on his chances.
0: So, at Ballarat, two starts back uh, for Loving a Chevy. Roosland ran fifth, beaten 11.1 metres. Loving a Chevy sixth, beaten 12.6. Since then, Roosland's come out at Melton and led and run second to Magic Mike. Uh, I, I know his figure form, as Tim says, is not that great, but... I reckon uh, he's got the ability, Bronte, to win this race.
2: Yeah, and, like, I agree, maybe six or seven years ago, even more so, but I really like steel screens in this race too. They're all very nice horses, and uh, oh, it's going to be hard for the ones thrown out wide, though, isn't it?
0: It certainly is. So would you back... What, would you back Steel Screens at 350 or would you have a little dabble Bronte on Lovin and Chevy at 10 and 420?
2: What's UR Lister paying?
0: Uh, 390 and 210. Oh,
2: I'll take the 210 on UR Lister.
0: For the place. So you got to run in the top two, two. there. Yep. All right. UR Lister for Bronte. Uh, race four, uh, up to 50 again. Uh, who is going to lead this race, Bronte?
2: Oh, um... I know that Sponsive was going to try, mm-hmm. because it's that's what's worked for him. Um, but Khan's Creed, I think, will hold the front and then get really, really mad, and then nothing will be able to cross it.
0: <laughs> He'll get really mad, Khan's Creed. <laughs> He's that might have been from uh, the Chinese invading or something that fires him up. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Jesus, this, this is turning into like a little history lesson now too
0: It certainly is, I did some touring through Mongolia But uh, I won't go into that uh, It was Paige the Hurricane that took down uh, Genghis Khan back all those years ago uh, Tim, what are your thoughts here? There's a few 1,200 metre specialists in this race Alexandra Hurley and Daniel Laird You've got to consider, mate
1: for sure, um, <clears throat> pardon me. Johnny Redcoat led and won at Geelong last time out. Ringer mm. Russ uh, was the only leader I was able to find all card at Geelong, Toby, <laughs> and it was the one, only one that was run down. So um, he's got speed. Um, look, we've referenced some of the others, but I reckon Spun Silver can cross them all, and for that reason, this horse owes me nothing. I was on it uh, the second time around uh, when he, when she won that uh, twelve hundred meter race And yeah. at, at a good price too. Thirteen dollars. So, yeah, it was around. Yeah, it was definitely double figures. So um, I'm going to go again on Spun Silver at eight dollars. I reckon she can find the front, and she has shown that these 1200 meter races are just right up her alley. Even um, I think I'm looking at Twitter. Ali referenced uh, might have been last start at Kilmore when um, Spun Silver got tied in the in the final three or four hundred meters. That um, <laughs> yeah. or some sort of reference. I can't remember the exact reference, yeah, but it I was did. that maybe that 1200 might have suited her a bit better, or she couldn't quite see at the full trip, but. Um, Yeah, she's a a nice little horse, beautiful-looking grey horse, and I'll play her each way. So number seven spun silver each way at $8 for me.
0: Yeah, greys are normally pretty attractive, Tim. Um, I tell myself every day. Race five, (laughs) another NR up to 50. Uh, Look, Bronte, who is going to lead this race? Give it to us us with some conviction.
2: Oh, Scotty Ewan. He always finds the front bulletproof kid.
0: Bulletproof kid leads, holds up from the inside.
2: I can't. Scott, he's not going to hand up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not a hand up. He's a $1. seventy-five chance, particularly when he's got a great chance. He does love to hold the front. And he's dabbled this horse in some better races. I reckon, yeah, he threw him in a vicbred heat, which shows he has got a little bit of an opinion of him in a heat of the derby. Does he just win, Tim?
1: Uh, I th- uh, Look, there's only two chances to lead, and there's only two chances to win, in my opinion. I know the face is the other one. Um, swap the barrier draws, and I tip I know the face, but Bulletproof kid has the draw. Has been going reasonably well. Was a good runner-up last time to Quiet Storm, although beaten 11 metres. But as you, as you referenced before, that Vic Bread heat, you know, not disgraced there. Um you know, actually, sorry, he might have been disgraced there. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> no. I'm just looking. He was beaten, not disgraced, but he was beaten 70 odd meters there. But the, the starts after that behind, have you met Ted and my uncle Stan?y You know, he didn't go too bad uh-huh. there, and and the and you the you run at Cranbourne prior to that was also good.
0: You were looking at the Derby heat, that the Vic bread. You're right. I am the,
1: actually the Vic no, bread. I am. The Vic yes. bread heat.
0: He wasn't disgraced. Like he was beaten. 20 metres by Catalpa Rescue. Techie's watching uh, Doug's Platter. Now, they're a lot better horse. Imagine, imagine Techie's watching in this race. He'd yeah, be. Yeah. He'd I've
1: uh, <sighs> certainly thrown myself out there. But um, look, uh, bottom line is I think he'll lead and I think he'll be the one that will be winning at the end. So I think he'll break his maiden at start 15. I'm with uh, Bulletproof Kid in the fifth event, the first leg of the Quaddy.
0: Race six. Now, this is an interesting race. We saw Dr. Gojo have great gate speed last week at Geelong and ran a really fast first 1200 metres Bronte. Will Dr. Gojo get there again tonight, do you reckon?
2: We have one gate speed rating from Lays and By, and it's better than the one rating we have from Dr. That that particular Go- Dr. I can't say it, Gojo's race. Yeah. So, Lays and By... Definitely has the gate speed from its run on the 5th of September at Geelong. Yeah. It definitely has the gate speed to hold if it wanted to. Um, That race he did surrender the lead once he found the front. So he could lead and hand up to Dr. Gojo if it does come forward. The rest of the field have average gate speed compared to those two.
0: He was in that race at Geelong and was beaten by Dr. Gojo by... 42 metres, but he'll be second up, Lazenby, and Darby McGuigan knows how to drive these races, Tim.
1: Yeah, well, it just won't be the same sort of race, will it? Obviously, the, the short call. that was just a, an insane race. What was the first quarter? I think it was 26.5. Um, yeah, just an amazing race. I've never seen two horses clear out like that. I reckon I've seen one horse clear out like that in the past, but never two. Um, I found it a really tricky race. Interesting to see the betting moves here, Toby. Three eighty into $2 for a, a clip slime for Chris Alfred and Kyle Marshall, while Dr. Gojo, probably the logical one on form and on paper that you would, would tip is a $1.95 out to $3. Um, found it a really tricky race. Um, I wouldn't be against the one Bronte was talking about, the two... Uh, Lazenby or Lazenby, if we want to call it, at around $10. You could maybe back that each way, hoping it might find the front and be just too hard to catch. But I will go with Dr. Gojo. I thought the the run last time was full of merit, you know, beating third horse by, what, what would it have been, 30 metres probably to yeah. between second and third. And it was a similar case uh, the start prior. There was a, a big margin win there uh, to Caledonian Ranger, winning by nearly 30 metres at hour out. And there was a good margin when Dr. Gojo ran second there to the third horse. So I reckon... You know, it's just a matter of time until uh, he breaks through, and I'll tip him tonight, particularly at the better price at
0: the $3. Eclipse line was sort of real lazy at Cranbourne. I was there judging, and I would imagine yeah. he'll be a lot sharper. There's, if he's in the 1200 Kyle Marshall didn't put him in here th- for no reason. I, I, th- I will imagine you'll see a different Eclipse line tonight.
1: Yeah, well, that's... I mean, on those two runs that I've seen, I was a bit like you. Like, I was sort of like, he doesn't look a 1,200-meter horse to me. Like, he's going to be too slow out and sort of winding up. But, you know, I respect the the money for this horse. And it isn't a strong race, let's be honest. So, um, I think Eclipse Line will be fighting out the finish somewhere. But just, you know, just found it hard to tip against Dr. D- Gojo based off those last two runs. And, um Yeah, I reckon, you know, certainly got enough ability to win a race of this kind. So I'll go, and particularly the better price, as I said, $2 now for Eclipse line and $3, Dr. Gojo. So I'm with the seven.
0: And just to go back to the two horses clearing out, Tim, uh, I'll have to dig up a race for you. It was uh, early 1990s in Queensland, and it was the derby up there, and they ran the first quarter in 26.7, and two horses cleared out by about 25, 30 metres at the start of the race. And... The horse came from barrier seven, uh, tried to lead and didn't lead on that occasion because uh, Sabilize kept him out. And uh, they, yeah, they ran twenty six seven. He ended up dropping on a Sabilize's back. The favourite came around into the chair, assumed control at the three hundred, and the horse that did all the work at the start of the race. Got out, ran him down, and won the Queensland Derby and broke the world record on a on a five five eight <laughs> mile track. Do you know what horse I'm talking about, Bronte?
2: Yeah, I do. Can Are you, you talking
0: about Cloudburst? No, no, not Cloudburst. No. Sorry, no. Yeah, Cloudburst. This was a couple of years earlier than Cloudburst. Do you know, Tim? Wouldn't have a clue, mate. Would not have a clue. You better uh,
1: you better reveal it to the audience.
0: Well, to say I'm upset, yeah, I was probably wrong. I'm just disappointed. Barrel Boy. <laughs> Barrel Boy was Barrel the worst. Did um, Carthens
2: go on to break that same world record a few years later?
0: Oh, that I can't answer because, uh, hang on.
2: Did he break Cloudburst's record? I know that Cloudburst did hold the world record for a while there.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm getting, getting there. So we want Derby, Queensland. So uh, Barrel Boy is featured on this show a couple of times before. Um, some people might have heard me reference him. It was a pretty amazing race, actually. They cleared... Right out at the start, he did all the work from gate seven. He still beat Impressionist. Uh, WA Derby's not the one we want, is it? Victoria, there, there was
1: actually a couple of uh, speaking about that, that occurring at Geelong last week. There was actually probably three races from memory where there was big leaders. I remember in the last race, the trot, um, I can't remember the horse that won it was Nick O'Connor's horse, but uh, same sort of thing there a, a tearaway leader and um, big margins in the in the finish. So, and even yeah, that Ring of Rust race where um. We had some gallopers and some scratchings, and we only really had the two horses fighting at that 1,200-metre race.
0: I can't find Cloudburst time, Bronte, so we'll have to uh, put that on hold and and come back to it. But he went 156.7 over the 2,100 metres, and uh, that never got broken uh, in Queens- in Queensland derbies. Yeah.
2: I think I'm thinking about, like, a much longer-distance race that Cloudburst broke.
0: Uh, yeah, so we'll possibly, go. possibly.
2: Oh, I'm going through. Oh, no. No, never mind.
0: Never mind. Uh, thank you both. Uh, there's six races tonight that we might have found a winner or a leader upon. And it uh, looks like uh, Tim doesn't like any leaders tonight at Melton, which will be an unusual case.
1: Yeah, uh, let's well, find out. The only one good thing out of it is that Darren Carroll's tipping one that I like. So that's filled me with a lot of confidence, Toby. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well,
0: Darren's tips, just to recap, were race uh, two, number seven, Cherokee Jack, race four, number three, Carnes Creed. So he's taking you on there, Tim. Mm-hmm. And he's with Bronte, who said he would lead and race six, number seven, Dr. Gojo. So he's with you on that one.
1: Good. Looking forward to
0: it. I'll be on uh, SEM track from six o'clock with Paul Sebastiani tonight. Uh, very good. Bronte, thank you very much again.
2: Thank you. Bye.
0: I'll listen to you tonight, Tim. I'll send something in. I'll uh, get the fake text line going red hot all <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio, um, mate.